Thank you for listening to or watching our episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the loot changes in Anthem that were made, some by accident, some on purpose, and feedback from the community has not been that great, so I want to call for some changes to be made to help the game be a little bit better with loot drops. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. That's typically when I have these hit the feeds, so come on in, join the join the conversation in the question and answer. If you're watching on YouTube, a really easy way to support what I do and to help me out is to click the like button and the share button so thanks again for watching this talk is going to be broken into three parts as all my talks are and uh we're going to first talk about what happened like what do you mean the loot got changed lono like what the frick actually happened well we're going to talk about that first second i'm going to talk about and make suggestions about generosity uh some of that's going to be inspired by travis day the guy from diablo who made comments on uh reddit And then lastly, we're going to talk about tiered, how a lot of the activities and the loot generosity is going to need to be tiered and structured in a way that makes sense of the actual structures within the game, driving you to the harder content and rewarding you thusly. So let's talk about what happened. So the game launches and they do an update to mess with loot drops. And for about 11 hours, the game was super super generous folks were running strongholds they were running uh they were running free play and they were getting loot hand over fist and it was a joyous time it was like christmas i didn't get to enjoy this joyous time i was traveling but the feedback from the community was overwhelmingly positive to this generosity i believe there was a fear uh, at bioware that they were being too generous and they reverted it so now people feel as if Santa Claus came and took the Christmas tree away, or maybe the Grinch, and now all of the great loot that was dropping and the wonderful drop rates has been, uh, in their mind, it's been gutted. So the community's not too happy about this. Reddit is basically nothing but people saying, you're really, really hurting motivation to play by you know, taking away what felt like a really good and generous change. And so there's a call for it to be reverted. Now, this sparked even more uh, good feedback from Travis Day, uh, one of the guys behind the Loot loot 2.0 system that essentially saved Diablo 3. Diablo 3's loot system and endgame has been significantly and consistently praised uh, by people that are fans of looters and people that are fans of games that have loot pursuit. Uh, Diablo 3 is consistently cited as a game that saved its endgame and has a really good structure and format. So he wrote a really lengthy post on Reddit that I think was really, really helpful in thinking through loot incentive and grind. He actually seemed to be enjoying himself in Anthem, which I, I think is actually, in some measure, a repudiation of people saying there's no loot or there's no endgame when the guy behind the loot 2.0 system in you know, Diablo 3 is playing the game and seeing good and bad. I think that, again, is is in some measure a refutation of some of the very, very shallow and hollow criticisms about there's no end game, there's no loot. Uh, and I've seen literal reviews by people that say that, and then they admit that they basically don't understand the loot and didn't get into the endgame grind when they say that certain pieces of loot don't exist that actually do exist in the game. So... I appreciated his uh, his ad to the conversation. He used some words that I'm going to start to borrow, like giving player agency, overgrind, and things of that nature. I usually use the word intentionality, but I really like the way the word agency sounds. So you might start you know, hearing me use that buzzword, and I'm going to borrow it from him. So people aren't happy. They've gone to Reddit and Twitter, and they're like, dude, where is all the loot? Where is all the love? What the frick is going on? And I... 
I am in agreement with them. Okay. I'm in agreement with them. I feel that this is a bad decision, but I am going to give advice on how generosity could work in this game without essentially hurting grind and longevity. Because I understand, excuse me, I understand the fear. The fear is if we're too generous, people are going to have no motivation to play. They're going to get everything too fast and they're going to give up. So let's talk about generosity and why it's important, okay? The reason generosity is important is because, again, I'm going to cite something from the guys that were in charge of fixing Diablo 3. There was a really good picture that I saw posted on Reddit uh, that came from one of the years at GDC uh, when they made comments on what they saw change in the community as far as feedback when they took a more path of being generous and giving people lots of loot. The statement was essentially this. We saw players shift from saying... I'm just trying to get this good piece of loot to saying instead, I'm really trying to get a good version of this good piece of loot. And I think once you start to see that, you start to see that shift in player incentive and motivation. Now you're in a much better space for end game longevity. Generosity is not to be feared. So when you think about the generosity in Anthem, one of my main contentions, and this is a point you're going to hear me make a lot until I th- until they make what I think are, are better changes to the loot pursuit, is masterworks are a doorway into really fun builds. And I think a lot of people stopped early. They stopped playing the game way too early, and they didn't get a chance to really experience some of the really fun builds. Now, some of that's on Bioware, but some of that's on the reviewers who are basically drawing conclusions way too early about the depth of loot and power in the game because they're essentially judging the game based off of its worst loot. If you watch somebody play Destiny and never really get into any legendary gear farming and they basically were just using blues and greens and dismantling them and talking about how weak they were, you would rightly correct that person and say, you are using some of the worst loot in the game and I believe most of the people making their judgments about loot, power, and abilities and and builds and combos haven't actually experienced the joy of getting, you know, endgame loot in Masterworks and having some of those really, really fun builds. Some of that's on Bioware, but again, some of that's on the player. This is why I'm calling on Bioware to see Masterworks as a doorway into fun and creativity and not being stingy with them. Just have Masterworks dropping at a pretty good clip anywhere when you're in Grandmaster 1, whether it's free play or strongholds or any of the other content in the game being generous with those drops is not going to hurt the end game and I'm going to explain what I mean in a moment when you think about getting lots of loot drops in a game like this typically what most grinders are going to say is exactly what was said at the GDC instead of being starred for legendaries or masterworks you're going to be saying I would really like to get a great role on this piece. I just got a really, really good role on a masterwork component. It had a boost to my ultimate, and it also had a boost to luck. And I was like, that's a really, really great mod component. Those are are great perks. Those would be really, really helpful. And I think that's where you want people to land. So how do you do that without disrupting the flow of balance by saying, well, it's too easy to get Masterworks in free play. People are going to take the path of least resistance. They're going to ignore the strongholds. Not only are they going to ignore the strongholds, they're going to ignore Temple of Scar and Heart of Rage because they take way longer. People are going to do, you know, time divided by loot earned and they're just going to take the path of least resistance. All right, so let's, let's end this by talking about how they could tier it. Personally, if you're showering people with with loot and you're showering people with masterworks, 
I think that keeps them engaged and excited, especially when they start to catch the vision for the different loadouts they can get. Also, a way to stagger relevancy, importance, and loot pursuit is by capping the inscription percentages. So, any masterworks earned in free play should be capped at a 75%. So, if you're going to get an inscription that does elemental damage increase, right? If you get it in free play, it can't go higher than 75%. So there is a limit on how strong you can be if you're attempting to min-max if you're only ever grinding free play. The good thing about this is, it again is a doorway to people who are wanting to just have fun builds and enjoy the content. It gives them a taste, they start to get a really good build going, and now they feel strong enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to start to go into the harder content and try and get the higher percentages on the inscriptions the primary source of power in this game when you're going through and learning those combinations and those synergistic builds is genuinely derived from the abilities themselves getting something that freezes getting something that does really really good damage and that synergy becomes really really a source i think of enjoyment for people if they don't get a taste for that, then you cannot expect somebody to start caring about min-maxing because they haven't even gotten a taste of the builds yet. But if they get a taste for those builds, I believe they would do two things. They would get addicted to the loot grind, they would catch a vision for how fun it could be, and they would feel stronger. If you suddenly have a lot of Masterwork stuff, the Masterwork components raising your shield and your armor, that is not only a doorway to a really fun build when you get Masterwork abilities, but it is a doorway into the harder content. You feel stronger, you have more shield and health to play with, now going into the strongholds on Grandmaster 1's not so daunting. And now you can start to look for what? You can start to look for replacements. I have this great Masterwork ability, but all the inscriptions are capped at 75%. I'm going to go for Masterwork works to replace these i'm going to go into the stronghold to get those you know grandmaster one guaranteed drops and start slowly replacing my build so i'm stronger now when you start doing that you get again to a cap there is a cap on grandmaster one inscriptions and you get to a certain level of efficiency and strength with your min maxing and then you go into grandmaster two why the cap is raised the inscriptions can be that much more stronger and maybe have an increase then in drop rates for legendary so you start kind of crafting your your introduction into the end game loot and the end game grind if you tier this properly free play Grandmaster 1 and the tiers of the strongholds are now a clear trajectory of progression where the more casual player can run free play and get that taste of a really fun masterwork build and they get to feel slightly stronger and when they get to feel slightly stronger that is far more winsome than feeling like they put in hours and hours and hours into free play and never really get what they want they never really get the things that they would like to try out one of the reasons so many reviews are saying that there's no end game and there's no loot is because they're not getting into the masterwork grind some of this i think is on bioware i think they could have exposed people earlier on to some of the synergies that exist in the game because if you don't get a taste for those synergies i don't think you even really understand why the loot system why the guns and the abilities is so significantly fun and diverse because you're engaging with again trash level loot 
in my estimation, purple loot could have had random abilities on them. Like, okay, if you get a purple that randomly has like a masterwork ability on it, it's capped. It doesn't have really good inscriptions, but it exposes you to, oh my gosh, I understand now why people say the loot in this game is actually pretty good because you're exposed to the loot that changes the playstyle, changes the flow, the loot that empowers you to do things that somebody without your loot in your build can have. And then it's, it steps up from there with the min-maxing with the inscriptions. Now, the last thing I'll say about tiers is there also needs to be a clear, distinctive difference between the rewarding nature of the Tyrant Mind, Temple of Scar, and Heart of Rage. These are very, very different strongholds. They actually vary in difficulty, especially when it comes to the boss, and this cannot be understated. These are not going to get in engagement, even if they make these changes to the loot system that I think would be vastly helpful to the community to enjoy endgame builds and endgame loot. I think we're still going to run in the wrong direction and the path of least resistance will become normative and no one will play anything but tyrant mine so you have to think about why am i going to run heart of rage why am i going to run temple of scar there has to be a reason now some of this could come in the form of cosmetic motivations there could be a really really dope armor set that can only be gotten in temple of scar and heart of rage and i think that would be decent but i also think they need to consider legendary specific loot a legendary gun a legendary like every what if every class had legendary abilities that you could not get unless you ran heart of rage like that was where you farm for the legendary abilities i know they don't want to do loot specific stuff but i think they're going to have to really think long and hard about how that's going to hurt the differences and i think these are value points there are differences in the way that the strongholds feel and that's a vibrance and a variety and a dynamic that's going to get passed over and missed out on if they don't think long and hard about giving you a reason to go into what is noticeably the harder strongholds this again could create a really really good spectrum for future strongholds as well because you want people to feel that sense of you're driving forward yes you've got a great build yes you've min max very well but there's content sort of waiting for you that's more difficult and subsequently more rewarding okay so hopefully they make some good changes fast they've been very good to listen and respond to the community if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always tune in live i'm probably live right now twitch.tv slash say no to rage look up say no to rage on twitch and twitter throw me a follow there and join in the discussion as with all of my content i appreciate you listening and watching we're going to transition to q a please like share and subscribe